Colleagues, welcome back to the office. We're going to get started with our presentation here just in a moment, but before we do, I have a couple of brief announcements to share with you. First, if you're watching our course live, please note that we'll confirm your engagement through polling questions uh, that you can respond to. Polling questions will occur about every 12 to 20 minutes, and please keep an eye out for them because they might not be announced. If you're watching after the fact it's a self-study course, you will confirm your participation and engagement with our course today through a brief quiz that you'll complete on cpetoday.com after watching or listening to our presentation today. Your completion certificate will be sent to you by email. As long as you respond to 75% of the polling questions, if you're watching live, you will receive full credit for today's course. If you're watching after the fact as a self-study course, please note your certificate will be available to you immediately after passing the course quiz. We'd love to know what you think of our content and of our presentation today. If you wouldn't mind completing our course evaluation to provide your thoughts and feedback, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, your feedback is used to help produce better and more insightful courses for you to consume in the future. If you have any questions, we'd love to hear from you. If you're watching live, feel free to use the chat dialog box to ask your questions to the presenter. And if you're watching after the fact, you can send us an email at support at cpetoday.com and we'll follow up with you as quickly as we possibly can. As a reminder, the CPE Today podcast is available as a joint effort between CPE Today and K2. Twice a week, we're bringing you the latest and greatest in technology, accounting, business knowledge, and more. You can watch for free on cpetoday.com, YouTube, or Facebook. If you can't make the live presentation, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and listen to the show on your own time. All of our podcasts are eligible for CPE credit. After watching or listening, you just head over to cpetoday.com. You complete a short five-question quiz, and you'll earn a credit for watching or listening. Now, if you've never tried one of our classes before, how about you try one on us risk-free? You can use coupon code ONEFREEPODCAST at checkout to make any podcast course of your choosing 100% free. We're going to get started here with our presentation. And again, thank you so much for being here. We hope you enjoy the show. Colleagues, welcome back to the office and welcome to our presentation for today. This is K2's Everything Google, their most effective tools, apps, and services. My name is Steve Yass. I'll be your instructor and presenter for today as we examine some of the most commonly used features, functions, products, and services of one of the largest technology companies in the world, Google. Now, in this class, we are going to be looking at some of the business functionalities, some of the search capabilities, some of the major features and functions. Uh, and frankly, when I was putting together this course, it was so difficult to try to determine what to include. Uh, there was no shortage of material to actually write uh, because Google is a collection of like 200, 300 different uh, individual companies. And even within that, there are thousands of features and functions to consider talking about. Uh, but I tried to pick some of the major things that I think are of most business use and effectiveness and stuff that I think that you could probably uh, be get a lot of benefit from learning on how to use more effectively. Now, we're going to go ahead and start our discussion today, which is going to be regarding uh, Google's website and business tools. Google can actually be a platform to help you grow your business and to be able to provide functionalities and features to help you find new customers, engage with your existing audience more effectively, uh, and more. Uh, Google has built a tremendous 
quantity of tools over the last couple of years uh, to help build your brand, improve your business's website, your web presence, and more. Uh, they've got a number of tools where you could build your whole business, in fact, using Google capabilities. Uh, there are tools, uh, for the most part, are free. Most of the stuff that you can choose to utilize are, are going to not have any associated charge with it. Um, and frankly, I mean, they're pretty good at, with, with respect to what they do. I will tell you, a lot of their tools are going to be tech-focused, to be expected. They're a technology company. A lot of them are going to be focused on like either creating a mobile app or improving your presence in their search uh, and more. So the first thing I wanted to mention was the Google My Business. And this is a tool that's approachable for really kind of any organization. Um, your business or organization can be listed on the uh, Google Business Profile. And then you could use this as a way of kind of being able to better engage with your audience and then also um, as a way to... Um, also as a way of being able to uh, provide information to the public uh, with respect to what your organization uh, does. Now, this information is going to be displayed inside of Google search results. It's also going to be displayed within the Google Map service and more. And it's going to help people find your business uh, and ultimately be able to answer questions. Okay, so um, some of the things that you can do inside of this that are pretty nifty, you can, for example, uh, provide your contact information, your demographic information. You can find uh, and list, for example, uh, your menu if you're a restaurant, your services if you're a business, and more. Uh, and frankly, I mean, think about it. I mean, for you in your normal life and what you do, how do you find out about where to go? How do you find about your local tax practitioner? How do you find, uh, for example, um, your local... Uh, cobbler to get a, you know to get your shoes repaired or a great sandwich shop uh, inside of your community. Well, you're going to find that using Google, and nine times out of ten, that is going to be where you're going to find it. And so, how do you actually get your organization on there? Well, you get your organization on there uh, by getting it listed inside of Google. Uh, business. And so this tool right here, uh, google.com forward slash business, this is where you can configure and you can claim your business. You can also set up your hours, your methods of operations, uh, and more. Okay. And uh, with respect to this, a great way of uh, reaching a new audience. Uh, and if you're not listed in here, you're frankly missing the boat. Okay. Um, and I would also tell you for your organization, this is going to be a great way of being able to um, a great way of being able to uh, just make it easy for people to be able to find you, uh, frankly. That's probably the best way I can describe it and why you might want to consider it, okay? If you don't do it, somebody else will. Now, Google, if you don't uh, do this, Google will attempt to create a profile for you. It's just going to remain unclaimed. And certain things like reviews, as an example here, um, they'll go on unresolved. But your customers can ask questions. You can respond to those questions. Um, you can, for example, uh, leave reviews about something and, and more. Uh, and for myself, like, you know, whether it be a restaurant here in town or something else, this is where I'm going to go to find that information. And I think you will, too. Now, you can also make money with Google. Most people don't know this. Uh, Google has a product called AdSense. Uh, and this is a digital advertising platform for your website, your YouTube channel or mobile app. Uh, this is a way that you can, for example, display ads on your website and Google will pay you. Okay. Google doesn't, uh, just for example, display ads on Google's website and in its search results. They in fact display ads, uh, everywhere. Um, they're one of the largest ad brokers in the world. 
And in fact, when you use Google AdWords, which is a tool that we're gonna talk about here just in a moment, um, you can display your ads not only within the, the Google um, search results, but you can also display your ads on relevant other uh, websites as well. So this is a, a, a something like if you had a blog, maybe on like the best uh, um, soap operas and, you know, or you've got a blog for the best pizza in, in on the mountain uh, and you want to make a little bit of money doing this. Well, you can, for example, plug in your Google ads and uh, Google AdSense and they'll pay you to display ads relevant to your site. And in fact, many of my favorite local websites, this is how they make their money. And instead of having to go track down um their own advertisers, they could just basically outsource this to Google. Google will pay you a piece of this, uh, but then ultimately um, they'll display ads on your site and you don't have to go out and find, uh, find those for you. So kind of a useful tool and it's something that I've used for different products and different services that I've used on the internet over the years. And, uh, you know, barring uh, some uh, advertising that you choose, choose to go out and get on your own, this is a great way to kind of make some additional uh, revenue for your website, for your mobile app or really kind of anywhere, anything else. Okay. So the big Google product though, the thing that brings in the bacon for the company has got to be Google AdWords. And Google AdWords is a marketing tool and it is a marketing tool that you can use to display information about your business within Google search, Google maps, and pretty much anywhere else on the internet. Um, with this, you can define the audience of what you want to market to. So you could say, I want to market to financial professionals in Southern California between the ages of 26 and 40, and they're going to find that relevant audience and be able to display information to them. Okay. And you only pay for the clicks. You only pay for the phone calls or the visits to your website that people actually do. Now with Google AdWords, you could pay an absolute fortune. Uh, to use this service. And in fact, many, many large organizations, this is where they spend a bulk of their um, marketing revenue now is in Google AdWords because it's really effective. Again, why? Because we all use the internet. We're all plugged in. I mean, uh, I couldn't tell you the last time I looked at the yellow pages in, uh, for something in my community. Why would I? I open up my phone. I do a Google search. I find what I'm looking for. And that's where we will find that type of information. And with Google Ads, you could be very narrowly focused on what you want and the specific outcome, and it will help you achieve it. Let me go ahead and switch over and I can show you a couple things here which are pretty interesting. So we're here in ads.google.com. Uh, used to be called AdWords, and they've kind of um, narrowed it down. It's just Google Ads. You could still call it Google AdWords, whatever, you, whatever you'd like, obviously. And so like when we go to create something here, uh, first thing is they want to know what my objective is. Do I want to get sales? Do I want to get leads? Do I want to drive website traffic, promote something, local visits and more? And so let's just say, for example, I want to, you know, for example, improve my um, drive to my local business. Let's say I'm creating a, a uh, competing uh, pizza shop up here in Big Bear. Okay. Next is going to be what type of campaign do you want? Okay, do you want to reach audiences across everything or do you want to, in this case, maybe drive places to a uh, physical location, okay? And from here, you could kind of narrow down the boundaries of what you would like and, and where you would uh, like your ad displayed. If it's a pizza restaurant, for example, um, there's no point, you know, advertising my pizza restaurant outside of my community. And so this can kind of help narrow down the focus. Next thing is going to be your budget. So let's just say we want to spend 100 bucks per day, okay? So what they would expect over here, 
they would expect for that 100 bucks per day we get seven conversions and that's going to be based off of what their historical information uh, would be and what we could potentially focus on we could also choose something else you know so if we wanted to drive if we were doing online sales we could focus on account sign up we could also set specific revenue targets and it'll help uh, figure that out for us okay Next, we could, for example, narrow the location. Uh, so for example, we could say everywhere, just the United States and Canada, just the United States. Uh, we could, for example, enter a specific location. Let's just say Big Bear here. Okay, Big Bear Lake. Okay, in this particular instance, we could see that our reach, the entire audience is 49,000 people. If we were to do something bigger here, like California, okay, are reach your 60 million people. So you can get whatever size audience that you want. So we're gonna go ahead and say Big Bear, Big Bear, California. And we're gonna go ahead and say, we're gonna target them specifically. Now we're gonna see our conversions and things just as we start to narrow this down. You'll notice as we start to go to a more narrow focus, you know, it's gonna be less. We can get a little bit more specific. So if we wanted to advertise in a specific language, we could. Uh, I personally take the opinion pizza has no language. It's delicious to us all. So we can go ahead and leave that open. We can also specify a target schedule. So like when it should start, how long it should run, uh, give it a name, so on and so forth. And then we can ultimately choose where we want this to be displayed. So we do we want this ad to be on YouTube? Do we want people uh, to see it as a component of their Gmail experience? Um, do we want to see this as a component of their Google search and more? And we can get very specific about providing, you know, specific reference uh, with respect to the experience here. Uh, so if we wanted to, you know, add a headline, amazing pizza, come get it. Steve's pizza uh, to your door. Okay. And we can start to build out this Google ad accordingly. It'll give us a little preview of what that will end up looking like. We can even throw some other information. And once we're happy with it, we can go ahead and kind of work through this. We'll, you know, for example, point out where this is supposed to be, what text we'd like it to pop up with, uh, so on and so forth. And then uh, ultimately, I got to put a credit card in here and it'll start that advertising campaign. Now, I would tell you for Google ads, one of the things I would really think that makes the most sense is if you have a way to be able to track conversion. Uh, from from something like Google Ads. As I mentioned, you could spend a fortune utilizing this particular service. You could spend a little money, you could spend a lot of money, and you could spend really kind of any anything in between. Um, but what you do need to know is to be able to attribute when you get a sale to that particular campaign. And a lot of that comes down from setting up good fundamental marketing principles and techniques. From my perspective, what I would say really works well with respect to Google AdWords are when things are digital to begin with. So if you're selling things online, you got a shopping cart, you can actually track all that together and you can actually understand certain things leading to sales inside your business. Now, where this wouldn't be good, I have a client, for example, they have a very, very long lead time. Their product is extremely complicated. I shouldn't say complicated, comprehensive is probably a better way, but it's, a, it's an expert sale. Okay, and often a lot of their sales come from referrals of other businesses, trade shows, and things of this nature. 
Google AdWords wouldn't probably be the best option for them, mostly just because they can't attribute one campaign leading to that one sale. But if you've got an e-commerce where somebody is searching for something and then they immediately buy it, well, you can track it all the way back down to that specific sale. Uh, you're going to have a lot more success than I think with respect to something that requires a long conversion or if it's not an online thing, but rather somebody has to call up and talk to a salesperson. It's going to be very difficult to be able to uh, measure your ROI with AdWords specific. Now, another product that is really useful for you to know for your website growth is going to be a tool called Google Analytics. Now, Google Analytics is a website analytics tool that helps you understand your specific website, and it also helps you understand your website's performance over time and also with specific markets, industries, audiences, uh, so on and so forth. Uh, it can even tell you who's on your website in real time. Uh, we use this ultimately to build better websites. We use this ultimately to help companies gain and get better traction with respect to their customers and provide better engagement to their audience. Okay. Analytics is built right into Google's analytics. I'm sorry, into Google's advertising platform. Uh, and it will really give you the insight necessary to be able to hone your advertising and your Google AdWords account to the specific audiences and where you're starting to see success. Um, this is a really, in my opinion, indispensable tool if you have a website because you need this tool. First off, let me say, I can't prove this, but I have a feeling that if you don't use this tool, uh, Google will ding you on the analytics and ding you on the uh, traffic to your site. I feel like they kind of make you have it. I don't have any data to back that up, but it really feels that way. You have to use this tool. So if you have a website, you have to have it. But I will also point out that... Um, it's going to help you make a better site because it's going to give you the insight necessary to know who your traffic and who, uh, who is in your company and what they're doing. Let me go ahead and show you a couple of things here. So this is Google analytics just for my Debmatic site. And, you know, we don't, uh, we don't do a lot of e-commerce. We build e-commerce for other people, but you know, our general website is just uh, a little bit about our company and, and the team and, and the work that we ultimately do here. So here, here's our generic website. And uh, one of the cool things is if you're using Google analytics, it'll actually tell you, uh, like I'm on uh, our website here on our other, my other window here. And I can see there's actually one user on my site at any given time. Okay. And as that user starts to navigate and starts to uh, use the site, you can actually see what pages they're going to, where they are located, what pages they're clicking on, what links they're acquiring, uh, where they are, how long they've been on this particular site. Um, you can actually zero in and understand the location of where they're coming from. So in this case, uh, at the moment, the one user, which is me, 100% uh, here in the United States, imagine you're a company like Amazon and you've got, you know, millions of uh, products and uh, you can analyze in real time essentially what pages and what products people are looking on and how long they're there. Uh, you could also use the same type of analytics to uh, ultimately try to, you know, put your efforts into pages that are going to get the biggest response and the biggest effort from your, uh, from your audience in terms of what they're, what they're looking at. Uh, if people search for you, this will even tell you, for example, what search terms people were using and uh, how you acquired those particular customers. You know, did you get them, for example, from search? Did you get them through social media? Uh, did you happen to get them from, let me see if I can apply this here. Uh, where did they happen to ultimately come? So in our particular case, almost everybody came in through directly uh, hitting a link. And then what website did they ultimately come to? Now this one right here, this is an important metric. I'll zoom in here so you can see it. 
this out of all the metrics is probably the one you want to focus on the most with respect to creating good web design, which is your bounce rate. Uh, bounce rate is when you arrive on a website and if it's immediately the thing you're not looking for and you immediately leave without clicking on anything else. Ideally, you want to keep that bounce rate as possible. This isn't the horrible. This isn't as bad as it could be. Uh, I'll point out that uh, a high bounce rate would be over 50%. A good bounce rate would be under 10. So we're probably about average overall. Okay. And from here, we can keep drilling down. We can see, okay, if they landed on that particular page, what pages did they go to thereafter? Uh, we can go and we can look at what mediums they came from. Uh, we can see, for example, where they got referred, what search terms that they ultimately ended up using. We could track the behavior of what they're doing. So like what pages do they go to? What do they click on? How many pages that were they there before they ultimately left? Um, if we come over here and we look for the content on this, we can actually see a ranked listing of every page on the site and how many page views it ultimately ended up getting. Okay. So this particular isn't as relevant for our business because we're more of a consulting, more of software development. But if your business is doing any presence online for e-commerce, Google Analytics is an indispensable tool to kind of optimize your presence and to be able to maximize your return on investment of creating that site. And I'll frankly tell you, it's a complicated tool. I'm not the best at it. I'm familiar enough to be able to know what I'm looking for and be able to answer basic questions like how many people came to our site, this, that, or the other. Uh, but uh, my wife, who is a social media expert and marketing expert, I mean, she lives in this application all day, uh, helping her clients, for example, better understand their search metrics to ultimately produce a better site to ultimately get people to buy more, you know, or engage better with the, her clients in that way. Let's go ahead and have a review question. Alrighty, so I mentioned several different tools here, but uh, one of these tools will pay you. So which advertising tool would pay you fees as a website owner from Google, okay? Um, would it be Google AdWords or Google Ads? No, it would not. Google Ads is what you pay Google to get your uh, advertising on their search engine, YouTube, mobile apps, and more. Is it Google My Business? Nope, that's a free tool from Google that you can use to advertise your business within Google search results, but they're not gonna pay you to do that. Is it Google Analytics? Nope, that's a free tool provided by Google to help you understand your web traffic and what pages people are looking at. If you're gonna have a blog, a website, or some sort of free tool and you wanna make a little bit of a scratch advertising, well, that Google AdSense tool is probably gonna be the best option there uh, because they will pay you to place ads on your website for their services. Okay, a couple other business tools that we should know. There's also Google Search Console. Uh, Google Search Console is a tool that you could start to slice and dice your SEO. You might've heard that term before, SEO, Search Engine Optimization. Uh, search Engine Optimization is a uh, technical area where we will uh, essentially optimize our websites to be better placed um, better placed with respect to the results that Google will provide. And, and uh, it's about putting the right technical things in place so that, that Google will index that site the best it possibly can. Uh, and it's also about writing compelling and engaging content that people want to read. Um, there's a whole whole thing about it in terms of like how do you probably get to the top of google and what does that look like for your business uh, well google in addition to google analytics has the search console which will help you debug your website and help you fix issues and help your site shine within the google search results so that when people are searching ultimately you're at least a consideration with respect to 
the options that will pop up. I'll point out this is not an easy uh, thing to do. SEO is really complicated, really difficult, requires a lot of vig vigilance and a lot of planning to be able to do effectively. Uh, and it's something I think most of us are, are, are still trying to grapple with with respect to trying to get our businesses and our websites uh, um, ranked and also being able to get our, our information uh, on Google, you know, because essentially if you're invisible to Google, you're invisible to the world, uh, which I really kind of feel is, is true these days, because again, it, it's where everybody kind of goes and looks and, and tries to learn about new companies, new products, or what the heck is going on inside of our, of our organizations. So let me go ahead and show you another example here of Google search console. All right, so we're here, and again, we're looking at my business here for Debmatics. And we can see here over the last month or so, uh, we've gotten 142 search engine clicks coming in from Google in terms of people finding our particular site. Uh, we can see there's 41 pages that are indexed by Google on our site. We could check to see if there's any issues. We could check to see if we're available both for desktop as well as mobile usage. And if we click over here to performance, we can actually see how many clicks, how many impressions, uh, how many impressions are basically when you're a, an option for a search result. And so we can see that we've popped up as a result and people have seen our words at least 5,300 times in the last three months. And if we come down here under queries, we can actually see what people are searching for. And I'll zoom in here so you can hopefully see this a little bit easier. Uh, and we can see here they're searching for Debmatics. Uh, these are people inside of our business, Debmatics company, connected mobile app, engagement letter, you know, so on and so forth. Um, but uh, this is how people are finding us. And so when we talk about SEO, we talk about leaning into the words or trying to get other new words to pop up once people find our company. And so this is a tool that you can use to kind of really understand um, how people are finding you using uh, search engines and what that potentially looks like. And it takes a, a long time to master these tools. It doesn't take long again to get started with it, but uh, you know, you're gonna wanna spend a good amount of time as you start to uh, work through. Google's kind of a black box with respect to SEO. We don't 100% uh, know, for example, uh, everything in terms of why Google ranks things certain ways. They've got this little thing over here, search engine insights, which will attempt to kind of give you some insights on why people are searching. But in a lot, for a lot of ways, it's really kind of a black box. You make a change and you have to wait a little bit to see if that change took effect and it had a positive or negative outlook uh, on your on your web traffic. Uh, but this tool, the search engine tool, this is how you debug your your website's SEO to see if it's if your strategy is working or not. Now, a question that uh, usually will come up here with respect to what happens with SEO and Google Analytics uh, regarding using a VPN and uh, what can happen if you use a VPN with respect to Google Analytics or your Google Search Console here. Um, with respect to this, uh, when you use a VPN, it looks like you're coming from somewhere else. Uh, so like, for example, if I was using a VPN and I have one, I use a, a tool called Private Internet Access, a PIA, I can make it look like my computer's coming from India. I can make it look like it's coming from China, Japan. Well, Google doesn't know the difference. It will record that as being traffic originating from those different places. In fact, for the different websites that I work on, almost all of which are 100% US-based companies, if I see random web traffic you know, from Portugal or Spain, it's almost always because somebody's using a VPN. And you could use a public VPN. You could also use a private VPN. 
like a VPN to your company. If you're physically located in Big Bear Lake, but you're using a VPN and your company's based in St. Paul, Minnesota, well, the traffic is gonna look like it originated in St. Paul, Minnesota. And in fact, if you're browsing the internet, um, you're probably gonna see ads related to St. Paul, Minnesota more than you're gonna see ads for Big Bear Lake. Okay, and it does the same if you happen to be using other Google products like uh, their mobile app products, YouTube, and the like, okay? Now, a good uh, recommendation, especially for your personal, if you're looking to secure your privacy and prevent services from tracking your location, like Google Analytics, uh, a VPN would be a good option to help uh, protect you. Um, but another option would be use that uBlock Origin tool I mentioned for Google Chrome, which is going to prevent Google Analytics from loading, and uh, it will prevent uh, those websites from being able to track you to begin with. They'll never get the code loaded in your browser to be able to know where you are to begin with. All right. Let's go ahead and talk about another um, product. And it's a, a pretty cool product that I use for research and also just kind of get a sense of what, what domain names are available uh, to me, which is going to be this product called Google Domains. And you can actually buy your website products and host all of your company's data directly with Google uh, Google services and Google Cloud services as well. Uh, so if you wanted to go buy a web domain like www.steveyoss.com or something like that, you could buy it directly through Google. And they've got one of the simplest and easiest processes to be able to go and buy domain names. Now, full disclosure, I personally buy all my domain names through uh, Amazon Web Services because that's where we have all of, for our company, that's where we have all of our uh, technology and that's where we've kind of built it around. Uh, but if I didn't, I'd probably use Google domains because it's really fast, efficient, and it's also got a number of really useful tools. So you could go to domains.google.com and you can search for things. So I usually come up with business ideas. So let's continue and lean into this Big Bear Pizza idea. So maybe I want to come up with Big Bear Pizza Co. like this. And it will search across over 300 different domain names, .com, .net, but then other stuff too, like bigbear.pizza as an example. That's a pretty good option here. And I could buy that domain for 72 bucks per year and Google will host it for me and um, yeah. You know, it'll even give you some advantage. It'll tell you some of the advantages and some, some, of the, some of the considerations with respect to why or maybe you might not want to choose that domain. But their domains are very reasonably priced. They're not expensive. They're pretty compelling. Um, it's a really easy product and service to use. And one of the reasons I like this is that often the domains I want to use, they're taken. You know, so... Uh, Let's just say, for example, I wanted to get steveyoss.com. Well, I own that. I know that's available, not available, but it'll give me other options of things that we might want to consider. You know, so steve.us, steveyauto, steve.store. It'll give you some pretty good considerations. And you can actually search lots and lots and lots of different domain names um, out there. So uh, something to consider if you're looking to get a domain for your company or you want to buy it for a gift for somebody, you know, make, make, domains make great gifts. You know, you could buy it directly on, uh, on Google. Okay. Now outside of Google domains, Google has a gigantic presence with respect to its infrastructure. And they're one of the largest infrastructure providers in the world. Uh, although they're not nearly as big as they used to be, 
uh, I'm sorry, they're not nearly as big from a business perspective as they probably ought to be. And what I mean by this is that uh, when it comes to business technology, really Microsoft and Amazon really kind of dominate the landscape. Uh, Google is a, probably a pretty distant third as it relates to uh, cloud tech that's out there in terms of uh, running it for business, uh, business use. Um, Amazon Web Services is by far the largest provider that's out there, second to Azure. Azure would be the second largest, and Google is probably third. IBM, Oracle, Rackspace, there's all, they're kind of all in there. But for whatever reason, Google's just not as big in the infrastructure space as they should be. Um, they've always been much, much bigger in the SaaS software as a service space. But saying that, they still have a gigantic cloud platform offering. Um, this is what we refer to as infrastructure as a service. Uh, you can essentially run all different types of cloud technology directly inside of uh, the Google network. So uh, you could run your applications, your business, you could store your data side by side in the same servers and facilities that Google itself runs its stuff. Um, and it's a comparable product again to like that Microsoft Azure or Amazon Web Services. Uh, it's got over 60 different tools and products and apps um, that you could choose to run. They've got tools and services for managing uh, computing resources and power. There's services for managing databases and storage. There's stuff for doing big data, AI, computer learning, and more. Frankly, though, I don't know what it is. I mean, it, they're, they're good tools. I got nothing bad against them. Um, you know, but Microsoft and, and Amazon have just done such a good job. It's not compelling enough for me to want to change. Additionally, I'll also point out with respect to the Google Cloud tools, they're one of the more expensive offerings that are out there compared to, again, an Azure or Microsoft. But if your organization's all in on Google, it probably makes sense for you to consider utilizing this rather than that third-party tool, a third-party service like Amazon or, or Microsoft. Uh, but lots of really cool services that are out there. As a tech geek nerd myself, I use these to do different types of stuff and build different types of personal tools for data transfer. I've built stuff using AI and IoT. Uh, I've, I've always found their tools easy to work with and, um, um, you know, very, very powerful. Um, but when it comes time to do business, I've, I've always kind of led, uh, leaned a little bit more into either the AWS or Azure world. And it's not just because I know them. It's usually because they're more price effective and I've already got other stuff there to begin with. Let's go ahead and have another review question here. Okay, which service can you use to create and measure and understand your organization's web traffic? So if you want to understand what the heck is going on in your business, what could you use? Okay, well, would it be Google AdWords? Uh, no, Google AdWords is what you're going to use for advertising. Okay, uh, would it be Google Webmaster Tools? Okay, that uh, no longer exists anymore, but it would be Google Search Console. Uh, Google Search Console would be really good to understand your, your website's search traffic in terms of what questions um, that your organization, uh, when people are asking Google, you know, what type of questions people are asking and your company pops up, it'd be really helpful for uh, your uh, organization to know and then optimize around those results. But it's not necessarily going to tell you about your web traffic. It's going to tell you about your search results. Is it a Google Cloud Platform? No, this is a tool that you could use to build technology on top of the Google Cloud that you could ultimately use to run your organization's applications, run its data and the like. Lots of different products and services here. I could do a whole four-hour webinar um, on Google Cloud Platform. And I don't mean to be speak disparagingly of it. It's a good solution. It's a reliable solution as well. It's a very scalable solution. Um, 
but uh, it's definitely not the leader in this space, which again, I, f I found very paradoxical considering how big Google is and pretty much everything else that they do. Uh, the correct answer is going to be Google Analytics. Uh, Google Analytics is that tool that's going to gather your search metrics and data and tell you a little bit about uh, the customers and the users of your site, where they come from, um, demographic information, languages, screen resolution of their devices, type of device, and more. Now, no presentation on Google would be complete without at least a mentioning of Google Android and Google Play. Now, Android in and of itself is a gigantic topic um, that uh, definitely would warrant its own discussion. Uh, but for the purposes of our presentation here, uh, I would say that uh, it's at least important to acknowledge that Google is the company behind the world's most uh, used smartphone operating system, uh, which is the Android operating system. Android, which is based off the Linux kernel, is an open source solution. It's used by hundreds, if not thousands of different device manufacturers all over the world to power their cell phones and mobile electronics. Um, it's huge. I mean, it's been used and it's installed and deployed on billions and billions of different devices around the world. And besides smartphones, it powers watches and it powers smart TVs and it powers tablets uh, and more. And, you know, what's kind of cool about this is open source and free. You can actually just go to Android.com and you can download a copy of the whole operating system. If you wanted to create your own mobile phone, as an example... You could download the source code uh, and build your own build your own mobile device, uh, which I think is pretty nifty with respect to uh, uh, how you can, um, you know, just how widely this is used. So if you go to developer.android.com, you can download this thing called the Android Studio, and you can literally build your own Android mobile app. You could build your own Android operating system. Um, and this is exactly what, what people do. If you're Samsung or you are Microsoft or you're whomever, you can download Android for free and build the mobile operating system for your hardware. And this reason, because you can download this for free and you can be able to compile and use this tool is why Android has become so um, ubiquitous. Uh, iOS is made by Apple. Apple makes the phones. They make the software. It's a closed ecosystem. They're the only company that makes iOS devices. Um, Android, on the other hand, Google's like, hey, go ahead, make whatever you want. Okay, LG, you want to make a phone. Samsung, you want to make a phone. Go nuts. Uh, we're going to make the source code available for free. There are some limitations with respect to this. Like, for example, uh, with Android, uh, you know, Google typically are the default tools. So, like, Google Search is almost always the default search engine. For uh, Android, is almost uh, always has Google Chrome loaded, Google Photos, but uh, there's very few limitations with respect to how you can use uh, Android, and, it, and that's why it's used so widely around the world. Now, in conjunction with uh, Android, it also has its own app store, which is going to be Google Play. Google Play is the official app store for Android. There are other app stores like Samsung and Amazon. Both have an app store for Android devices. But Google Play is by far the largest and the most widely used. Millions of apps, millions of services, podcasts, videos, and more. Uh, it's got lots and lots and lots of stuff. As a security recommendation, I would encourage you that when you're installing apps for your Android to only install them from an authorized store like Google Play or if you wanted to from your device manufacturer's uh, uh, store, um, 
I could tell you as a device, as a guy who makes mobile apps in our business, uh, when we submit an app for consumption, we have to submit it. Like if it goes for iOS, it goes to Apple and they review it and then they sign off and then they ultimately publish it. It's the same thing with Google. We create an app, we send it up to Google, Google Play reviews the code and then install and then we'll allow people to download it from the Play Store. Um, the reason you want to always install your apps from Google Play is that Android will let you download apps from other places, including just the public internet. And there's a good chance that uh, especially if you're not knowing where you're getting your app, that you could potentially download something malicious. Um, Google Play, I'm not going to say is completely uh, safe, but it's a lot more safe than what you're going to get from other uh, just public internet stuff. So I encourage you to use that. Now, Google Pay also has its own um, as its own payment service, just like Apple has Apple Wallet. Google has Google Pay. It's a digital wallet online payment system from Google that you can use for um, paying for things. I mean, you can do you can use this as a as a normal uh, credit card uh, as well. You can use your phone as a credit card, and it uses a technology called Near Field Communications or NFC, and it allows you to be able to you know plop your mobile device. Pick a credit card from your from your wallet and then be able to pay for things just using your mobile phone. Uh, I really love this. I, I really don't like having to carry a lot of stuff in my wallet, and uh, this has worked really, really well. And Google Pay is not only just for mobile devices, also for watches, tablets, and more. Uh, and you can also pay for stuff online. In fact, if you have any sort of subscription to Google products, like additional storage or like I have YouTube Premium, you're using Google Pay to pay for that transaction. Now, Google also does a little bit of device manufacturing, not much. Uh, they do make a few devices. They make, for example, the Google Pixel 6 Pro and other Google Pixel devices. These are the flagship devices. This is the latest one. It's the time of the recording. They're always really nice devices, uh, pretty reasonably priced, especially when you compare them by feature and function compared to their Apple counterparts, usually about half. And they're always pretty powerful. Um, I'm personally not an Android guy myself. My business partner is. He's got the Pixels. He's always uh, had really good, reliable services, always had uh, good things to say about these devices. I will say, though, the Pixel 6 has a great camera built into it, uh, which I think is a distinguishing characteristic of this phone. Now, outside of Android, they also have another uh, operating system. So Android is an, a mobile operating system intended for phones and tablets. Uh, they also make another thing called Chrome OS. And although it sounds similar to Chrome, it's not. It's actually its own thing. It is a, its own Linux-enabled operating system based off of Chromium OS, uh, but it's separate from actually Google Chrome. Uh, this allows for really lightweight mobile apps, and it's intended for thin client notebook applications, meaning um, these are going to be Chromebooks that you can uh, run inside your business or inside your school that are going to be uh, internet enabled that aren't going to have necessarily all the power and feature that you would see within a traditional notebook. Um, but that's not really needed because there's not really that much computing done on the device itself. Uh, they almost always are utilizing what we call progressive web apps or thin client apps or mobile apps to connect up to the web and to be able to communicate and be able to provide their functionality from there. Uh, but Chrome OS is becoming a Pretty viable alternative to Microsoft Windows. I don't see it overtaking Windows at any time soon, uh, but a lot of organizations, especially uh, distributed organizations where people are kind of uh, out and about that need access to 
um, you know, maybe, you know, their company sales platform, they need access to maybe their ERP solution. These are all websites and web-based, think like Salesforce or QBO. You probably don't need a thick computer to do that. You could probably use, again, like a more lightweight device. Uh, these Chromebooks, and there's lots of different companies that make them, uh, including major manufacturers. I think uh, LG makes some. I think pretty sure Lenovo makes some. Asus makes some, I'm pretty sure as well. Uh, these are lightweight, cheap machines that require internet access, but uh, they're pretty much a keyboard, a mouse, and a screen, and then they connect to the internet to get all their guts, um, which is fine. I mean, they typically use the Chrome internet browser. Uh, as long as they're connected to the internet, they look and feel and act just like a normal computer, but they uh, they generally require that internet access to be able to um, to be able to work. The big distinguishing factor is they're not very powerful. Almost all the major... Um, let's call it processing power is actually stored up on the cloud and then the device accesses this cloud on demand. So uh, if you're looking to maybe deploy lighter weight, simpler, cheaper computers that you want to update more frequently, check out Chromebooks. They're pretty, they're, that's what they're intended to do. Alrighty, so let's go ahead and have another review question here. Chrome OS and Android can be categorized as, is it a free and open source operating system? Absolutely, it is a free and open source operating system. Um, you can download both Chrome and Chromium and Android 100% uh, free and, and put it on any type of device you'd like, okay? Primarily focused on mobile devices, phones, tablets, notebooks, yes. Um, it's not intended to replace servers. It's not intended to replace traditional big computers, more powerful notebook computers. It's intended primarily for mobile devices. So think phones, think tablets, lightweight computers and the like. Is it built on top of the Google Cloud? Absolutely. I will point out you can do separate things independent of Android that doesn't involve Google, but 99 times out of 100, considering a lot of it's already kind of pre-optimized for run for Google services, uh, that's where people end up choosing to do. And so I would say individually, uh, each answer is correct, but really the correct answer here is they are all uh, correct and they all apply uh, to um, to uh, these devices. And so um, it's increasingly becoming a more viable option for all different types of businesses, whether they be mobile handsets powered by Android or thin client apps powered by Chrome OS. Alrighty, so one of our last topics I wanna to talk about today is just kind of a real quick review with respect to some of the other major Google mobile apps. And Google, as a ton of products. Hopefully, as you have seen in our presentation here, there is no shortage of Google services. Uh, and we could probably go on and on and on and on talking about all the different things that Google does. And uh, we didn't even talk about any of the education, any of the training, the Google Classroom stuff, uh, Google YouTube Music. I mean, there's so many different products and services that are out here. Uh, that you could choose to use inside your business. But uh, I just wanted to finish with just a couple other ones to kind of mention that are out there. Google has, I think, something like 50 or 60 different iOS apps, and they probably have double or triple that on Android, just to put it into perspective. And almost all of their business services are going to have a mobile app 
counterparts. So for example, you know, you'll see a mobile version of Google Chrome, you'll see a mobile version of Gmail, you'll see a mobile version of Google Maps, the Authenticator app that we talked about before, Google Calendar and the like. So when Google comes up with something, they just don't create a desktop version. They're really focused on creating a function that could be used across all um, user devices from mobile to desktop and more. Here's just a couple other ones I think are worth mentioning. Okay, there's Google Duo. This is a video conferencing solution that's intended for uh, both desktop to mobile, mobile to mobile, desktop to desktop. Uh, this particular tool makes it easy to be able to create simple video calling with each other. I would say the Apple um, equivalent would be FaceTime. This is like Google's version of FaceTime. Um, so you can do video messaging, you can do video calls, looks great. It's really simple and easy to use. Uh, and I, I personally... Uh, haven't used it that much, mostly just because I use FaceTime. It's built into the device. But if you're an Android user, this is probably what you're using to do those video calls. Now, another tool that I really like is Google Trips. Um, this is a vacation and uh, tool that you can use to plan your vacation and to keep track of your um, where you're going and how you're going to get there. Uh, and it also will cap, for example, collect and uh, manage all of your uh, itineraries, your airline tickets, your activities that you've booked, uh, and more. And uh, in fact, I believe they actually very recently renamed this just to Google Travel and it's part of their whole travel suite here. Uh, but with this mobile app, um, what's kind of nice with it, it'll pull together all of your different trips under one roof. And so you don't have to, uh, um, you know, you, could, you can centralize all of your planning in one place, which is kind of useful. Uh, and it actually gets pretty smart. Um, let me just go ahead and show you their website here as an example. So we're here on google.com forward slash travel. And uh, you'll see we were searching earlier for Nashville and notice how it kept track of that. We can go ahead and click this continue planning. And we can see here it's a potential trip at the moment. It's not a confirmed trip until we book some travel for it. What's nice about this, it'll give you some information about stuff I might want to do. Uh, you know, we can go to the Country Music Hall of Fame, which is excellent. The Grand Old Opry, which is excellent. You'll see that it'll give us some recommendations on travel, some prices, you know, for uh, hotels and other research that we want to potentially do. And once we're ready for this, we can go ahead and click this add to trip and we could start to organize our travel a little bit more effectively. So if I booked a flight as an example here, it'll ask me some information. And then once I have this information, it'll track that flight, letting me know if there's anything that uh, uh, might have occurred to cause that flight to be delayed or any notifications related to it. I'll point out with respect to this, because I use this product in my normal life, it picks up a lot of this by email. And so I actually don't have to do any of the categorization myself. It just knows. Uh, but there's also the Google Trips app that you can also consider utilizing as well. And so if you happen to any travel coming up, this is a great way to kind of pull together your plans on what you want to do and how you want to get there. Okay, another product is Google Keep. This is a digital trapper keeper. I mentioned this, I think, in, yeah, I think I mentioned this actually in our workspace section. And um, just as a reminder here, this is also a really good tool in conjunction with uh, the trips tool. I use the Google Keep, for example, to do a lot of research. And then I can share that with my wife when we're planning a trip, where we're going to go, how we're going to get there, all the cool stuff that we want to check out uh, in between and more. 
Google also has some just other products that are just kind of out of left field, stuff that you wouldn't necessarily uh, uh, consider. They've got the Snapseed. This is a, a professional photo editor you can get for iOS and Android. That's got a bunch of different tools for improving photography with respect to your uh, pictures that you choose to take. Uh, they've also got a really useful tool for photos as well uh, that you can use to snap pictures of traditional photos that you have inside of your house. You know, if you've got like a printed photo as an example, let me see if I can find the name of this app. I think it's called uh, Scan. Yeah, Photo Scan. Um, so their Photo Scan app, which is really kind of useful. Uh, Snap Seed is an app that you can use to kind of do video and, and, or not video, but photo editing and really kind of do stylized and very visually appealing, appealing photos, uh, kind of like a mini Photoshop, if you will. Um, but they've also got another app too. And I wish I would have thought to include this in here called photo scan. And I use this quite often. Let me see if I can bring this up here. This is a really cool tool that you can use to digitize your old pictures. So here is a, uh, this is part of Google Photos. Um, you can just download this separately though for both iOS and Android. So I was at my parents' house not too long ago and there were some great old pictures. And traditionally to get those to scan correctly could be really difficult to be able to do. This tool, you actually take several pictures of the same photo and then it stitches it together, improves it. And even if you've got things like color fade or rips, it'll even attempt to kind of heal those. But if you've got traditional photos, like physical printed photos, albums and that kind of thing, uh, you can be able to scan those. And what it does is it will literally like here, you know, if you were to take a single picture of it, it usually kind of end up with these glares. You end up taking a picture of each corner and then it'll stitch them all together. And then you end up with like a really nice, clean photo. Um, but and then it'll drop it right into Google Photos for you. Uh, but that's what I'm saying. I, mean, I feel like just my Google has all these kind of just really useful tools above and beyond just the search search is just like one out of hundreds of other products and services that they offer Alrighty, let's have our final review question and then we're going to go ahead and start to wrap up all right a, a great way of securing your google account would be to do what so we already talked a lot about google um, but we, I mentioned one specific app when we were in our earlier section today uh, that you might want to consider to help promote security for your account, okay? Would it be Google Keep? Nope, that's kind of a digital trapper keeper. Great for doing research for your next, you know, adventure. Um, but that would not be something that, that would secure your account. Google Trips? No, that'd be a great tool to kind of pull together your plane flights, your rental car, figure out what to do in your next trip, maybe to Nashville or Kauai. Wouldn't be that. Would it be Jamboard? No, Jamboard's a tool that micro, uh, that Google has that it's kind of like a digital collaboration board that you can put into like a common office, like a like a uh, conference room and uh, be able to use the internet and whiteboard. It's a really cool tool for collaboration. The mobile app that I would use from Google here would be Google Authenticator. And that Google Authenticator tool is a multi-factor uh, code generation tool that we can ultimately use to provide and generate those uh, codes that will help get us 
uh, in sign into our account and ensure that uh, if our password is compromised, that somebody just can't be also be able to access that account as well. Uh, they need also the multi-factor code generated by that account. Now, Google Authenticator is one of many category of products. You don't have to use the Google Authenticator if you're using Google. I use LastPass. You can choose to use any other. Microsoft has one as well. Any of these other tools will be just fine. Well, folks, that does bring us to the end of our presentation. We discussed a lot today, and I really feel that we did a, uh, a really thorough job, hopefully giving you a good uh, oversight and insight with respect to all the different things that Google does uh, from their search tools and how to search and learn uh, how to find our, our more relevant and useful search results using search operators and also using those search, same search operators inside of Gmail and other Google products as well. We also looked at several specialized Google search tools like Google Flights, Google Shopping, the financial search. Uh, we talked about how we can better secure our account and some of the security recommendations to ensure that our account remains confidential. We talked through some of the Google Home products, uh, including you know, the Google Nest uh, audio. We talked about the Chromecast and Fitbit. We also took a look at a deep look on Google Workspace, looking at Gmail, Google Calendar, Docs, Forms, Slides. We talked about how Google Drive can be an effective way of helping to reduce our risk of data loss by backing up our data to the cloud and making it redundantly available on other devices as well. And then we also talked about many of the Google business products, you know, Google AdWords, Google AdSense, Google Analytics, Google Domains, Google Cloud, and more. And then we finished here with just some of Google's uh, mobile apps, as well as some of the information and uh, services of Android and Chrome OS. Hopefully you have a pretty robust understanding of all the incredible things that Google can do for you, many of which are free. Um, so hopefully you'll start to better utilize some of the incredible services that Google has to offer. Well, folks, before we go, I do want to provide to you my contact information. If you have any questions about this, I'm more than happy to reach out to you. I've been using Google products you know, since college, 20 plus years at this point. Uh, I don't feel like an expert uh, in every single product and service, but uh, you know what? I know how to do a good Google search. So even if I don't know it, I know how to go search and find that information for you. And if you have any questions at all, I'm here for you. I, I love helping people. It's one of my favorite things to do. I do this job because I love it. And uh, if there's something I can use and, or help you with, you can shoot me an email. I'd be more than happy to address that question for you. I know you have options when it comes to your continuing education. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart and on behalf of my team and everybody that we work with uh, and your association, thank you so much for attending. We really, really do appreciate it. Um, I think I have the best job in the world and I couldn't do it without you nice folks coming. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Best wishes and good luck to you all. This concludes today's presentation. As a reminder, if you're watching or listening to our show on YouTube, Facebook, or elsewhere, you can earn credits by going to cpetoday.com and passing a brief five-question quiz. If you're a new watcher or listener to our show and you'd like to earn a credit, you can do so for free by using coupon code ONEFREEPODCAST at checkout. You can make today's class or any other class of your choosing 100% free with this code. Please consider reaching out and connecting with us on social media. You can subscribe to our channel on YouTube. You can follow us on Twitter. You can like us on Facebook and more. Feel free to leave us a comment. Also, please consider subscribing to our show wherever you happen to receive your content, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and others. Thank you so much for being here. 
We look forward to seeing you back in the office the next time around.